Hello, welcome to today's episode on the Mindful Introvert podcast. On this podcast, you can expect a lot of chatty episodes, uh, a lot of raw and unedited episodes where I talk about everyday life um, regarding perfectionism, tendencies and procrastinating and finding yourself. Um, and I am, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, hi, my name is Joanna and I am a coach um, by night, biomedical scientist by day. And as a coach, I work with clients to help them empower themselves and regain control over the, their lives, basically, um, and to reprogram their mind in order to get rid of all the fears, all the guilt, shame, um, stress levels, anxiety, everything that is holding them back. I help them get past that, reprogram that using neuro-linguistic programming and a lot of mindfulness techniques. So I also do um, guided meditations on this podcast. You can go back to previous episodes and uh, I really help them reprogram their mindset and put them in a better place so that they can reach some um, level of peace and um, more harmony with themselves. And this all starts by raising awareness to themselves. And today's episode is going to be obviously again a very chatty episode and I'm going to talk about my journey to self-discovery and what I've been doing that works that doesn't work and um, let's get into it. Today I don't really know how to start this podcast episode to be honest because I feel like talking about my personal journey, personal development journey, but I'm a little bit disheartened today. Uh, I guess everyone has their low points. They just don't record an episode and a podcast episode about it, isn't it? <laughs> you know how sometimes... No, so how you know how I coach people on finding their purpose, bringing awareness to their lives and all of that. And um, I absolutely stand by what I do and I believe it works. That's why I do it. And I apply the things that I've learned for myself and I've tried for myself. Um, but sometimes I have my days where I feel like I can't help anyone or I don't know exactly what I'm doing and I'm just winging it and this is the pure definition of imposter syndrome and yes today I'm experiencing that but I know it's a temporary thing and that is a tip that I have for you if you're ever struggling on anything Ask yourself, is this going to be for life or is this going to be temporary? doesn't matter how long it will last, but is it going to be for life? Because that really helps you put things into perspective. 
and uh, gives you more choice to the behavior you want to pursue and the emotions that you want to create for yourself. And today, yes, I can acknowledge that I'm a bit on my low end, but I know that it is only temporary and talking. I didn't feel like recording this episode today, but I said to myself, no, because when you start talking, more things follow and the next thing follows and when you look at the clock it's been half an hour <laughs> so hopefully on today's episode i can provide some value for you uh, with my experiences and my journey and um i want to start uh where do i want to start maybe let's go backwards um yes let's go how i've decided to become a coach so i was very um burnt out i would say um i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life i knew i it was meant to be more and get more money have more freedom have more mental space to me that's very important um besides the physical space obviously like have a nice house but nice in the sense as comfortable and um safe and where i can it's my safe heaven basically where i come and recharge my batteries and so i think quarantine did that for me um this whole covid situation this whole pandemic really gave me an opportunity a forced opportunity to really understand what i was doing with my life i was working a lot doing a lot of over overtime working working every chance i got i was working um so that i could get more money so that i could travel and i could do the things that i wanted to do um the thing is covid happened <laughs> you can't travel overtime was cut off so i have all of this free time and i didn't exactly know what to do with myself and so the first thing was watch netflix that was it but i don't really want to um watch netflix or just uh, start a, a series because i know that i will just become addicted to it i know my behavior with netflix so i don't know how many months into quarantine maybe one month i've decided to cancel netflix and just as a side note i was working throughout um throughout the quarantine period as a key worker uh, at the hospital so it was not like i had all of this free um time like most of people who were furloughed unfortunately 
or were working from home and I didn't have that much of uh, the opportunity to think but I still had in the sense that I had my weekends and that was something that I was not used to and I didn't realize I only realized that I was getting completely burnt out from overworking um, when I stopped when I was forced to stop to stop and that said because the first month that I didn't have overtime, I said, oh my god, this is tough, I don't know what to do, I can't go anywhere during the weekend, have to stay home, and I don't know what to do, I'm not used to this, and I had to think, I had to meditate, I had to, as a nice introvert that I am, I had to revert back to me internally, and that got me thinking this is not the life that i want for myself the life that i want for myself is to be able to help people to have the freedom to be able to travel whenever and wherever i want to and to be in alignment with my values and so to have this time was very um an adjustment that I had to make uh, and I'm very grateful that I didn't lose my job I wasn't furloughed I was very lucky that I could continue to work and grateful that eventually I found that this time was important for me for my mind and my body to recuperate and just have a healthy moment for myself, create a self-care routine and all of the things that are needed to have a balanced life. And um, so yeah, that was 2020. And in 2018, I've decided to move to the UK. So if you don't know, I'm Portuguese and I decided to move to the UK because I wanted more. I wanted more out of life. I wasn't happy in my work in Portugal. And because I saw people that were working there, uh, that were there for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, doing the exact same task. And that to me, I didn't, I couldn't see my life like that. And so I wanted more. Um, I just didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I moved to another country. And I was luckily, lucky enough to have a degree that was very well recognized in the UK. And so I didn't have to search for anything basically outside of my degree. So that was very lucky. And then moving back a little bit even more. I had to choose my degree and I think I've, I've talked about this experience uh, previously in the podcast episodes um, about choosing a degree and how difficult it was for me to choose a degree and 
what disciplines I would be choosing and what I wanted to do because I, I, I don't know, you know those tests, I don't know how to say this in English, but you know those tests that you do when you are choosing paths and they say, oh, you're good with writing, you're good with arts, you're good with science, all of that. I don't know, I can't remember the name of the, those tests. But um, I did those like multiple times and they all gave every answer, okay? I was good at everything. And I said, oh my God, how am I going to choose? I'm going to miss out. If I choose this, I miss out those other two. If I choose this, my God, how am I going to decide? I don't know. I really don't know. And looking back maybe if i had to make that decision again i wouldn't know either because i feel like the system just divides us into categories and you can i don't believe that we are to be divided like that into those categories and it's very one dimension and we are as human beings very multi-dimensional and we need to um, do more and be more and just embrace all of the learnings that we have from life. And so, yeah, that period was very difficult for me. And I wondered if I made the right choice, if uh, what would happen to me. But I think very going back to the early ages i feel like a turning point for me was when i was nine and i will tell you in a minute what happened when i was nine um but let's go even earlier than nine at i always so i always i was saying at seven but before seven even i remember having swimming lessons when I was what uh, maybe three four definitely four I remember definitely four five yeah four definitely I remember being in the water um when I was four <coughs> excuse me and so I remember loving being in the water and absolutely loving it and um, I always was a very good swimmer and then obviously the more you do it the more you practice the more the better you become so I was just practicing practicing when I was seven I would say I joined a swimming club and there we had um, swimming competitions sorry I had to think about the words in English <laughs> swimming competitions and they were serious I'm telling you these people were very good swimmers and we had practice maybe at least two to three times per week and I was very good very good I didn't realize how good I was really to be honest I that's a, a pattern that I've identified in my life that I uh, only see how good I am uh, very much later on and usually it's with a lot of recognition from other people and that is something that I'm actively 
uh, changing. So I'm the first step, as I say, is awareness. So I am aware of it. And now I'm just reprogramming my mind with NLP and some other mindfulness techniques. And so going back, I um, realized... I never realized how good I was and I was good without having to practice too much and without having to put a lot of effort in it. And we would go to these swimming competitions and I um, would win a lot of them very easily. They become very easy for me and it was very regular that I was um, top of the swimming competition and I would have medals, I have a lot of medals and I got accustomed to it and um, obviously I was seven and eight and I would see these older girls like 16, yeah 16 I would say they would be and they would wear the two uh, swimming suits so you know one swim swimming suit and they would wear the another one on top and i always found that to be super weird and i said oh my god why do they do that and at nine i understood why they do that and I'm not going to go into too much detail how it works, but yes, so at, um, during that time I was very good, like I said, and I was really enjoying going to practice, and I think I was a little bit of the um, trainer's pet, it's not the teacher's pet, the trainer's pet, but unconsciously, I didn't do anything to be her favorite, I, I think I was just her favorite, God knows why, and she used to stay after practice with me, because I was very bad, I was good at swimming, but very bad at jumping to the water, oh my god, it, when I didn't win the, the competitions, it was because I uh, spent too much time jumping to the water because my jumps were just terrible not very efficient and so she would stay um longer after practice and she would teach me like one-on-one -on -one to jump and to do this and do that and so she was like literally one-on-one -on -one coaching me and it was amazing to have that attention I always, was always used to attention being raised as an only child, even though I'm not an only child, but my brother didn't live with me, so I was raised, in essence, as an only child, getting all the attention, being extremely spoiled, and to me it was just amazing and natural to receive her attention. And, <clears throat> and then one day, it was February, I can't remember the day, but I remember it was February. My period comes at nine. And I looked at it and I knew what it was because I've, I've just, my mother explained and I was aware of it. And I showed to my mom and I was so sad, so sad. And she was so happy and she was saying, oh, you're a woman now. 
And I, in my mind, I, I thought, no, I wanna, I wanna just, I want to stay a girl. I don't wanna be a woman. <laughs> this is, this is terrible. And so, yeah, that was the beginning of a different time. Having my period at nine, being the only person that I ever knew, at least at that time, having their period at nine. And that, to my mindset, was a killer because I was this very good swimmer and I, obviously at nine, I knew about tampons, but I had no idea what to do. Can you imagine a little girl? Oh my God, just, I I just feel sad for myself and I want to just hold myself and say, it's okay, you turn out great when you grow up. Um, but it was just like so overwhelming. Obviously, at nine, I didn't enjoy, I didn't even enjoy the idea of tampons. So I, I don't think I even ever tried it. And um, then I understood why they were wearing the double swimsuits, because that was the girls that didn't like tampons, or if even if they did, that they j- just did that as a um safety like precaution measurement if something were to leak they could quickly just um change the oh my god this is a bit too much detail that's (laughs) sorry about that well it doesn't matter you get my point (laughs) so yeah uh and on top of that oh my god this is going to be a very detailed episode (laughs) on top of having my period i have polycystic um uh syndrome what's the name of it oh my god i forgot about it polycystic syndrome well it's something that makes you bleed a lot and i was had very long periods basically that meant that i couldn't practice do the practices and the swimming lessons as normal as i would like to because i felt ashamed like at nine at nine my god looking back it's just i felt ashamed that no one else um experienced what i was experiencing no one else, I couldn't speak to anyone, like no one my age, because they would be just like, oh my god, I don't even know how to react to that. So I was just ashamed. Uh, it was just so overwhelming for me that I stopped training as much and I didn't go. And obviously I wasn't the best anymore. And I wasn't getting the same attention. And that was very difficult for time for me. That I feel like shaped me into who I am. Um, and so that experience now brings me to think that 
it's okay to really want to hide everything from people um, but in essence it is when you talk about it with mm, being natural about it and uh, understanding that is something that happened in your life and it's just you couldn't change you couldn't control there was nothing that you could do to actually make it different um, and that you just have to push through and I felt like at the time I didn't even process I'm just processing this just like right now okay this past week oh my god this is so insane because I I just in my mind it was just something that happened you know it's just something like a characteristic of my life and it's only this week that I am actually self-isolating so I'm, I just returned from Portugal last week and now I have to do a 14-day self-isolation and to, today I'm forced to relive my life and to look back and just find the defining moments that made me who I am today and I felt like that moment uh, was sad um, but now it can be empowering because I don't have to be afraid to show who I am I don't have to be afraid to go out and about and about uh, about my um, spiritualistic ideas, my weird quote unquote ideas, and all of this holistic bullshit that obviously to me is not bullshit. Yeah, just say as some other people might think, and it's okay for people to know me and see me as someone who is still figuring out you know and it's okay for them to see me wearing double bikinis even though they might know what not bikini swimming suits even though they might know exactly what it means um so it's okay to show your true colors because everyone goes through it i'm sure that the people that were swimming behind me in practice were struggling because they couldn't keep up with me and they couldn't beat me and i'm sure that the people who were swimming in front of me in practice had their other struggles maybe they weren't popular in school maybe they're their parents didn't love me they didn't love them as much as my parents loved me you know everyone has their struggles but no one talks about their struggles because it's a vulnerability that no one is ready to show and that no one is ready to get help to deal with and i feel like i was always always very 
interested in what we do and why we do it and just how it can really impact our life. And that's what led me to study neurolinguistic programming. And that is why I'm so passionate about these topics. Because you can really get to know yourself and other people become much more kind and understanding towards yourself and others. Um, because I felt like I was broken. You know, I felt like, my God, this poor nine-year-old getting her period at nine. <laughs> nine-year-old getting her period at nine. Definitely. Getting her period so young and having to deal with all of this and being basically a misfit in her class, the swimming class. And at school, no one was dealing with the same thing that I was dealing. And so I felt like it was a lot of pressure on me. Um, and so I just wanted to... Uh, search why I was broken only to realize that I wasn't broken there was nothing wrong with me absolutely nothing wrong and when I understood that it was nothing wrong I still understood that there are things that I can improve there are things that I can work work on to to just make some tweaks and some improvements. And that's where my personal development journey began. Um, and that's uh, what I'm just doing daily, basically. Raising awareness to these topics, anxiety. Um, during winter, I feel very anxious here in the UK. Because I don't have sunlight, enough sunlight. And that is something that I only realized because I was like reviewing my life and reviewing my steps and my thought pat patterns and just understanding where my energy would flow and that um, awareness, meditation and just breathing has been so important because sometimes I find myself holding my breath and um, that makes me feel very um, how do you say it like very anxious in the sense that the, my whole body my whole muscles are contracted and so when I breathe and let go just relax so much and that is what that nine-year-old needed to know that she wasn't broken and she wasn't the norm she wasn't like the average girl nine-year-old but she was definitely not broken and she was meant for so much more and just as a side note I had the goal of being an Olympic swimmer <laughs> and obviously it's not what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but I'm still a pretty good swimmer though. <laughs> so yeah, I think that is the things that I have to say today. 
That was good. I don't know what I said. I don't know if it made sense. I don't know if you could just make something out of it. But hopefully you did, like every episode. If you continue to listen to this, I'm sure it's because you find some sort of value in it. And I hope you stick around. And I hope you subscribe to the um, podcast so you can be notified whenever you get a new episode and you review it and you share with people who you think will enjoy and will benefit from listening to me my crazy thoughts <laughs> and um if you want to connect with me on instagram uh my handle is at coach uh, joanna um, calado and um i will leave everything in the show notes uh, and you can go there and just click the links and um we can become friends so yeah that is it for today i will see you on the next episode that is going to be about um affirmations so i'm writing down an episode with affirmations that are going to reprogram your unconscious mind and this works very subliminary that was a difficult word um, and it's going to be just impregnated into your brain and make you achieve all the good things that you want to achieve and manifest a very good life. So, yeah, I will see you then. Bye!